0: town bank mortgage nmls number five one two one three eight is an equal housing lender this podcast is for informational purposes only and now the man born with a five o'clock shadow and with the nmls number twenty twenty eight two zero one. he is a gentleman he is a scholar he is tyler crawley <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Tuesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley. And it's actually, again, this happens like all the time, so maybe I should stop being surprised by it. But it was actually an interesting Monday in that we did get a pretty big report from Black Knight. We also, of course, got our weekly data survey from Altos Research, looking at home inventory, which, big surprise, actually fell <laughs> again. We're now at levels that we have not seen since June, which is important because that's when the slowdown really kind of started happening in housing. So it's kind of weird because there's all this data. You know, one you got one data point from Black Knight talking about home prices falling, uh, showing that, you know, we've slowed down tremendously from where we were in June, and yet inventory is at levels that we haven't seen since June. So it's just, I'll tell you anyone trying to predict what is going to be happening in housing. Good luck. I mean, good freaking luck trying to make a prediction Uh, or anyone that's like, this is definitely going to happen. Don't listen to them because I mean, there is literally no one out there who can tell you, with any certainty, what's gonna, I mean, this is a very bizarre, not only housing market, but also economy, right? I mean, so, you know, we're seeing inflation fall, uh, or I should say slow, it's slowing. And then, you know, unemployment skyrocketing. So we have a crazy hot labor market, but inflation is slowing, which should not be happening. Uh, Growth is slowing as well. um, But then we also are seeing decent retail. So it's just, it's very bizarre. It's a very bizarre situation. Uh, So let's talk about this Black Knight report. So this is a monthly report that we get from Black Knight, the Mortgage Monitor Report. And it found that home prices fell month over month for now the sixth time in a row. This is looking at the month of December. Home prices fell just under half a percent, 0.45% that is slightly higher than the .43% decline that we saw in November, and is now the sixth straight month that we have seen a decline month over month in home prices. Now, year over year, home prices are still up, but not by a lot. So once again, in December, home prices were up 5%, so that's 5% compared to December of 21. This is actually the slowest home price growth rate that we have seen since June 2020 and is only up 0.4% off the 30-year average. So we are back to a regular housing market, kind (laughs) of, because obviously other factors are not regular at all, um, depending on what you consider regular. Uh, Some people would say that mortgage rates are above average, which they have been for at least the last 10 years, but historically not above average. And so it all depends on what your normal is. So home prices are now down 5% from the peak that we saw in June. And Black Knight is predicting that annual home price growth could go negative within the next three months. So we could see that year-over-year year negative number. It's already happened in one housing market, San Francisco. We talked about that with the latest Case-Shiller data, but we could see nationally for the first time since I would yeah I would assume it would be like 2009 that we saw a year-over-year year number um, in the red. It's been a while. It has been a while since that has happened. Um, now, one of the other predictions, I should say, or not one of the predictions, but one of the feelings, one of the, one of the sort of ideas that's been put out there, and I'm one of them, is if you look at the data that we got from December, some of the reports that came out last month looking at December, whether it was pending home sales, existing home sales, whether it was you know home builder confidence, construction, whatever it may be, a lot of the data showed that things bottomed in December or maybe even bottom in November and we saw a little bit of positive movement in December. And we've seen a lot of data that's backed that up. Um, and we've even seen you know, an analysis from Goldman Sachs, who has said that the fourth quarter of 2022, they believe it will be the biggest drag on the economy from the housing sector. So a lot of people are saying December was the bottom. Now, that's not with regards to prices. A lot of people are misinterpreting this thinking that, oh, that was the bottom. So now we're going to see home prices. No, we have not seen the bottom of home prices. We don't know where that's going to be. I mean, some people have said anywhere from thirty to forty percent, which I don't think is going to happen. I think we're going to see nationally somewhere between ten and fifteen percent. It really all that ma- it matters what happens with rates. It happens matters what happens with inventory, and it matters what happens with rates. Those are the two biggest factors that are going to impact what's happening to home prices. Just plain and simple. Um, if we see rates fall, that's going to make homes more affordable. More people will be able to buy, will maintain prices. If rates increase, it's going to put downward pressure on home prices. Same thing with inventory, more homes that are out there, supply and demand. Economics works, my friends. <laughs> that's how it works. So really it's, you're looking at inventory and you're looking at rates and we've seen some good rate movement. There's no doubt about maybe not the last couple of days. Um, Before that, we were seeing some good rate movement, Um, but inventory is not working in our favor. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But getting back to my original point before I went off on my tangent about December, the Black Knight report highlighted the increase activity in January. So, you know, we're coming out of the lows of December, starting a new year and purchase rate locks rose by 64% from the first to the fourth week of January. In fact, that's the biggest increase that they've seen in five years. And it's kind of funny because the running joke that I've gotten from people is when I tell them, like, if you see the data from December? You know, we saw big jumps in mortgage demand. You know, we started off 2023 with the 28% jump in mortgage demand. And I remember talking to my boss at work, David Massione, and he said, well, you know, what's, you know, 28% when you're looking at you know, no demand, like zero. And I've heard that joke from a couple of people. I've seen people make it on Facebook and it, it's true. It's true. We're talking about very low lows. And so even if you do see a big increase, you know, 25% or whatever, you're still talking about a lower number from a historical perspective. And so it makes sense that you see a huge jump. We haven't seen a jump like that in five uh, years, but it also shows that the feeling that so many seem to have, and there was a piece today in the Wall Street Journal kind of making this exact argument, that people in housing are feeling like, okay, we are past the bottom. We're not gonna get out of it overnight, but it is getting better. And this backs that up. Um, Purchase locks in the week ending January 21st. Made up 81.7% of rate locks. That's not surprising. Refi still aren't big. Uh, cash term making only up, uh, making up less than 5%. And then cash out refis at 13.7%. And to put it in perspective as to how we are still at lows, even though we have seen big numbers from the bottom, uh, rate lock volume is still well down from the pandemic levels and is still off 13% from pre-pandemic levels. So we're closer than I thought. I mean, I thought we were going to be, you know, 30, 40% down. So we're still only off 13%. So we are getting back to a sort of normal housing market, but we still have some problems. And one of them is a big one. It's a big one. That's affordability. This is the number one factor when it comes to sales volume. Because if you know, sure. People like rates. You know, and rates are really low. People are going to buy. It's, it, it makes sense, right? I mean, it's. I always tell people it's a really easy argument when rates were at like two and a quarter. <laughs> or where do, they, where do they bottom out at? Like, let's say two and a half. When rates are at two and a half, there is not a person on planet Earth that should not be having, should not be getting um, a mortgage. I don't care if you own your home free and clear. You should be doing a cash out refi. When rates are at two and a half percent. Because you can borrow money at 2.5%. I mean, I don't care how bad your financial advisor is. He's going to be making more than 2.5%. If he's not making more than 2.5% a, a year, then you shouldn't have that financial advisor, <laughs> okay? So it's really easy. Now, when rates start getting higher, it's a little harder of a sell. And you know, in a lot of cases, it still makes sense depending on tax situation, whatever it may be. But like I said, it's super easy when rates are low. But there's one thing that you just can't get past. If someone cannot afford to buy, they can't afford to buy. I mean, it doesn't matter what's, what you know... How good your argument is. Well, here's why you should buy. And this is, you know, here are the tax benefits. It doesn't matter. If they can't afford it. They can't afford it. So home affordability is a big issue, as everyone knows. And things have gotten better. But we do have a ways to go. And that's why we are expecting to see more downward movement of prices. So the National Payment to Income Ratio, PTI, hit a 40-year high in October at 38.4%. Now, what's crazy is if you actually go back and look, I don't even know what it got to. I was looking at the chart here with Black Knight, and I think it was it was like almost 50% <laughs> at one point. <laughs> and you know, it was bad in the 70s, uh, the late 70s, as to how expensive it was to own home, which makes sense because I think what were mortgage rates? Like 13 14%. <laughs> So you could see PTI being a little elevated during that time. But we had a 40 year high, 38.4%. So the good news is that PTI since then has fallen over three percentage points. We're now down at about 35% now that unfortunately that's still a full percentage point higher than the 2008 peak. So we'd like to see that be a little bit lower. Uh, the monthly mortgage payment required to purchase the average priced home, assuming 20% down, has dipped by more than $200 since October. Unfortunately, that's $600 or 41% higher than it was at the same time last year. Now, that 2008 comparison is important because you know home prices you know skyrocketed and homes became unaffordable. but there is a difference and the big difference is when you're talking about what happened in 08 versus now is that this is people who would be buying now. in 8 that was people who had already purchased and their loans were resetting. And so that's why you know I'm seeing a lot of videos on YouTube I don't know why. I feel like my algorithm's messed up, but I'm getting a lot of videos that are showing me people talking about doom and gloom about the housing market and they're mentioning 2008. They're making comparisons to 2008. I understand that. That was the last time we had a big housing crash, but please be very careful with anyone making comparisons to 2008. This housing market is so completely different than that environment. It's dangerous to make that comparison. You know, you can look at home prices. You can look at PTIs we were just talking about. But anyone making a apples to apples comparison, be very wary of the advice that they are giving you because it is not a accurate comparison for that exact for that exact reason. I mean, the reason home affordability was a problem in 2008 was because loans were resetting. It's less of an issue now. I mean, it's an issue for the housing market. It's an issue for my business. It's an issue for real estate agents. But it's not an issue for the housing market in that people will not be able to afford homes. New buyers won't, but the people that are in homes are not seeing their loans reset. And so that's why affordability was such a big problem in 08 because loans were resetting. And so that's why, once again, the comparison is just not a good one. Uh, Real quick here, Ben Grabisk, I think I'm saying that right, Black Knight Data and Analytics President said, things are looking up in January, but we still have a way to go to return to normal, saying we can see definite signs of a January uptick in purchase lending on lower rates and somewhat lower home prices. But affordability still has a stranglehold on much of the market with the monthly mortgage payments on the average priced home more than 40% higher than they were last year, as we just mentioned. It's also important to keep January surge in purchase activity in perspective as we are still 13% below pre-pandemic levels. So we're seeing positive movement, things are good that are happening in the housing market, but we have a ways to go. So let's not get the party poppers out too soon. And here's why things are so weird with the housing market. So I've mentioned this before, and it's an important point to make, a lot of the people who were calling for a housing crash in 2020, 2021, and then 2022, at least the beginning of 22, all were arguing that inventory levels were going to skyrocket and we're going to lead to home prices crashing. That not only never happened, like the opposite of that happened in that inventory levels never Now, in some markets, they are. Some places, they are. You are seeing big, big jumps. However, even in those markets, the inventory levels are still way below. They were pre-pandemic levels. So it's not like 2008 where we saw this just gigantic increase in inventory that was detrimental to prices. We're just seeing inventory return to sort of a normal level, which even a normal level, I've talked about this before, we're underbuilt in this country. We've been underbuilt for 40 years. And so normal building would be like 1960. And we just reached that level last year when building seemed crazy high. And that was like a normal building. So we're just getting back to like, Below par, <laughs> which we now think of as being normal, and so it's it's very important to to sort of know that we are underbuilt and will continue to be underbuilt until we build at the level that we need to build, and that's going to keep home prices high, which a lot of people like, um, but it's hurting people who are trying to get into homes. So back to this report, Altos Research, of course, the weekly report that we get. This is just crazy. Um, inventory levels fell again. Um, they, they fell. Two percent week over week to four hundred and fifty seven thousand, uh which is seven percent lower than when we started the year. so not only are we, I mean we're, we're falling week over week, we're we're, we're getting close to being down ten percent from where we started at the beginning of the year, which was depressed're <laughs> we were, we're supposed to be close to a million. we're less than half that now uh and because of that or what's causing that, I should say, is pending sales. They climbed another 6%. They jumped 6% last week. They jumped 6% this week as buyers are moving quickly to try and get the limited inventory that is out there. And here's what's even more amazing. New listing volume is lower than where we were last year. We only saw 52,000 new listings last week across the country. So a inventory glut we are about as far from as you can get the median home price held at 415,000 that is up 2% from the start of the year when it was 405,100 and not surprisingly price cuts continue to fall hitting 33% in the latest report down from 33.9% last week and now down 10 percentage points from the 43.2% peak that we reported or they reported in the fall. So, I mean, this is just a bizarre housing market. There's there's no other way around it. I mean, it's just, it's very weird. We're, we're seeing inventory levels fall. We're seeing mortgage demand pick up. We're seeing sales pick up. Prices are falling though. <laughs> mortgage rates are kind of bouncing all over the place. Last couple of weeks, we saw some good rate movement, but the last couple of days have not been great after that jobs report that came out. It's just it's bizarre. And so that's why I said at the start of the podcast, anyone who's trying to predict what's happening in the housing market, be careful. I mean, it it is it, it's normally hard to make predictions about economics or finance. It's my favorite quote, cross-eyed javelin throwers or, or excuse me. I got to get the quote right. <laughs> A financial. Um, or economic forecaster. There we go. An economic forecaster is a lot like a cross-eyed javelin thrower. He doesn't win many accuracy contests, but he keeps the crowd's attention. So making predictions about what's going to happen to the economy are always difficult. In this situation, it's even more so. Um, you know, Like I said, we, we have slowing inflation, extremely tight labor market. Um, we have slowing growth. Retail sales are kind of holding their own. We have a housing market where is falling, prices are falling, demand is—I uh, mean, listings are down. It's, it's it's all over the place. It's all over the place, and so any model you're trying to plug this data into is just it's it's going to be all over the place. So be very careful. A lot of people out there are like, "See, I told you that housing was going to crash." I mean, these are people who who have been saying this since 2020. It's like, oh, congratulations. Like, you finally got, like, finally home prices are falling, you know, 5%. Like, that's not a crash. And you said it was going to be because of inventory or because of the bad loans. And none of those are true. It's falling because rates skyrocket, skyrocketed at the, high, the fastest pace ever. Ever, I think. Have we seen rates climb that high? I mean, just to go from, you know, where they were under 3 to over 7? I mean, no. That's never happened. And so be very careful with a lot of people out there that are throwing a lot of expertise around. I'm not one of them. I know I have no expertise. <laughs> All right. We got to go. Um, oh, hold on. I want to see what's what is happening tomorrow because it's kind of it's a slow week with regards to the data. I, um, you know, not not a ton going on, but tomorrow. Um, is one of the big days or i should say tuesday is one of the big days trade deficit um, we're getting data that's out of eight thirty. supposed to rise slightly the trade deficit to 68.5 mil or billion uh, core home price insight for december more than likely going to show home prices continuing to fall or growth i should say is slowing probably month over month continues to fall last month um, it hit a 22 month low First time in the single digits. And then here's the big one, three o'clock, total consumer credit is expected to fall to 24.1 billion. That's down from almost 28 billion uh, in September. This is big because a lot of people are worried this is gonna be the tipping point in the economy, is that what's happened is, is that prices have skyrocketed, people have blown through their savings, they're now using their credit card, and so what these numbers are with regards to consumer credit is very important and how it's going to impact the economy. So we'll keep an eye on all of that happening on Tuesday, but you guys enjoy your Tuesday. We'll see you back here Wednesday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.